Welcome to Wrestling Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, here to discuss some WWE topics. Welcome to Wrestling Discussions, Episode 1. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, and I just want to thank God for blessing me with the ability to start a second podcast, discuss one of my all-time favorite sports, which is wrestling. And I also want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to Wrestling Discussions. It really means a lot. And please check out my first podcast, Aspiring Discussions. So today's episode, I want to discuss how I got into the WWE how I became a longtime fan of the WWE, and my thoughts about Royal Rumble 2023. So let's get into it. I was around three years old when I first saw my first televised wrestling match, and I just remember being amazed with what I saw. I remember yelling at the TV saying, pick him up, pick him up, meaning I wanted the wrestler to suplex or body slam the other wrestler. Then I remember watching a match with my uncles and I saw a wrestler jump off the turnbuckle doing a splash or doing a crossbody maneuver. So I said, let me see if I can do that. So I remember uh, it was a chair in the room and I had pretended it was a turnbuckle. So when I climbed up on the chair and I stood up, my uncles was like, sit down, don't do that. And I was not even trying to hear that. So, uh, I just knew I just wanted to wrestle that day. So I jumped off the chair and landed on my hands and feet. Then I decided to try to move again, but this time it didn't go as planned. I climbed up on the chair again and stood up and my uncle was like, okay, now you're going to fall. And I still did not care. So I jumped off the off the chair and landed on my face instead of my hands and feet. So I got off the floor crying because I realized I busted my lip and my uncles was like, we was trying to tell you. And then I ran out of the room and went to my grandmother's room to show her what happened to my lip. Then she was like, what happened? And I said, I fell. And then she cleaned up my lip and had me put some ice on my lips because my lips were probably slow, swollen at this point. So then my mom came home from work and she saw my lips and she was like, how did that happen? And my grandma told her what happened. And she said, next time, sit down. Um, I think that night I probably retired from being a three-year-old wrestler. When I was around seven years old, that's when the Attitude Era was around, which in my opinion was one of the greatest eras of all time. You had wrestlers like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Late Great China, X-Pac, New Age Outlaws, Kurt Angle, The Late Great Tess, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, Mick Foley, Big Show, Chris Jericho, Jacqueline, Trish Stratus, Lita, Kane, The Undertaker, and many, many more. I got to say, in my opinion, those superstars slash Hall of Famers made the Attitude Era one of the greatest eras of all time. One memory that I have of the Attitude Era was when The Rock was in the ring with Vince McMahon on SmackDown, and The Rock wanted Vince to kiss someone's ass, so The Rock had already chose someone for, for Vince, but Vince didn't know who it was really going to be, so Vince thought he was going to kiss The Rock's ass, then he thought he was going to kiss JR's ass or Trish Stratus. 
but he really kissed Rikishi's ass. So I remember when Rikishi's music played, and he came down to the ring laughing because he already knew what was about to happen. And Vince had that, are you serious look on his face? And that was when Rikishi got closer to his face because Vince was on his knees at this point. And that was when The Rock gave Vince the rock bottom and shoved Vince's face right in Rikishi's ass. And I remember how shocked everyone was and how funny and memorable that moment was for me as a kid, watching Vince McMahon kiss somebody's ass when he was the one that came up with the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. But in the year 2004 was when I really became a huge WWE fan. And it was after my uncle unfortunately passed away in March of that year. And he passed a week after WrestleMania 20. So wrestling really helped me cope with the situation. He actually passed away on a Thursday. And SmackDown used to come on on Thursday nights on UPN, which was a local channel. So I did look at SmackDown that night, even though I was still devastated about the situation. But in the back of my mind, I knew that things would get better because WWE was like therapy for me. It was taking my mind off of the situation. So I felt better when I saw John Cena, the late great Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, JBL, Orlando Jordan, Rob Van Dam, a.k.a. RVD, Booker T, the Basham Brothers, Big Show, Charlie Haas, Rico, the Dudley Boys, Spike Dudley, Hardcore Holly, Jamie Noble, Billy Kidman, Paul London, Tori Wilson, Miss Shaggy, Nydia, and many more. So we had his funeral a week later on the Friday, and three days later, that's when I really got deep into the WWE. And I started watching Monday Night Raw, and this is when Triple H had just lost his title at WrestleMania 20. So of course he was not happy, but he eventually got it back after he betrayed Randy Orton. Evolution was also dominated as well. Uh, Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Batista. And I'm not going to lie, I was not a huge fan of Evolution because they were heels, meaning the bad guys. But they were a good stable because at one point, Randy Orton was the IC champion. Batista and Ric Flair were the tag team champions. And Triple H was the World Heavyweight Championship. Then I remember in June 2004, when Shawn Michaels and Triple H had beef with one another and they fought at Bad Blood 2004 in the Hell in a Cell match. And that was a hell of a match. So check that out on the Peacock app or YouTube. My first pay-per-view was SummerSlam 2004 and I had just turned 11 years old and my brother had just made six years old. And my dad decided to order it for us since I was a diehard fan at this point and I got my brother into it as well. My favorite match from that event was Edge versus Chris Jericho versus Batista for the IC title. And I remember rooting for Edge because he was the champion at that time and he was in his hometown of Canada. So that was the same night when Randy Orton became the youngest world heavyweight championship. And before my uncle passed away, he was the reason why I got into wrestling video games. And my brother was also the reason I started playing them too. So one of the first wrestling games I played was WCW Mayhem. That was on the Nintendo 64. And that was the game. My uncle and my uncle had had it and I played it almost every day. So my favorite superstars that I would choose was Sting, Booker T, 
Hollywood Hogan and Rey Mysterio. Then my mom's friend's son has SmackDown or SmackDown 2, Know Your Roles on the PS1, and I will play it. Then my brother got me into playing WrestleMania 18, and that game bring back so many memories, and we had it on the GameCube. And we will always team up and beat up the female wrestlers. And and then um, my dad was like, why y'all beating up them uh, girls? We was like, we got to. And I'm like, and he was like, wow. And then I remember when me and my brother was eating lunch one day, and our dad came in the dining room, and he said, guess who called me? And I was like, who? And he said, Big Papa Pump. And this is before I knew who Scott Steiner was. <laughs> so me and my brother was like, for real? And our dad said, yep. And The Rock called too. And he said, we're going to be on your video game today. So we was actually believing all of this because he made it seem so real like it actually did happen. So we was getting all excited about it. So then our dad called us in the room and that's when we saw The Rock's interest. And this is when he had cut his hair and got that new tattoo and he had that new song. And then that was when Scott Steiner's entrance came on. And then that's when the match started and Steiner dominated The Rock in that match. And when me and my brother was ready to play another game, I opened up the game, the GameCube lid in a disc red WrestleMania 19. And that's when I found out we was playing a new wrestling game the whole time instead of WrestleMania 18. And I found out that my dad was joking about Steiner and The Rock calling him. <laughs> and I also got into watching Saturday Night Velocity and Sunday Night Heat that used to come on Spike TV. And it only used to come on for one hour. And it would just only be three matches for an hour. So I remember staying up past my bedtime just to watch that. And then I remember Sunday Night Heat being so lit before a pay-per-view. It's like, man, I wish I could watch the pay-per-view at the Sunday Night Heat. But I didn't have digital cable at the time. So I just had to wait until either Monday Night Raw or SmackDown to find out what happened. So yeah, I remember those moments. And then I also remember watching WWE Experience. I used to watch that before I went to church. And it would just basically highlight all of what happened on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And then I also, and then uh, Ty Grisham and Ivory was the host. So I do remember that. And then also I remember looking at WWE uh, uh, AM. So they used to come on to you and they used to come on like at around one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. So I would just literally fight my sleep just to watch that just in case if I did miss Monday Night Raw. So I remember Ty Grisham hosting that and they also had another host too. So I remember remember watching up uh, getting into those too and then also I'm a second generation wrestling lover my dad was a huge fan of professional wrestling Lex Luger was his idol and then him and his friends and neighbors would set up a wrestling uh would set up a wrestling trampoline in the uh, backyard and then they would uh, you get some garden holes to make the ropes and they would just have live wrestling matches they would have the uh, music playing and they would have fake blood everywhere. And then they would also create a crowd too. People would love to watch them wrestle. So I guess, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Cause now I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Then I remember when Raw 2 was popular on the Xbox and my cousin had that game. So I remember playing it and I was always the Undertaker. And this is when he was American Badass Undertaker or and he was or he was Big Evil Undertaker. But I remember one time when my aunt made dinner for me, my brother, my cousin and my cousin's friend. 
So my aunt said, if y'all don't eat y'all food, y'all not going to play that damn game. And then that, and that damn game was raw too. But the food we had was not good. I remember us having some lima beans. And I'm like thinking to myself, who wants some lima beans right now? And then... um. And then she had made something else that really wasn't good either. So my cousin and his friend ate all their food and me and my brother was still eating. I still had a lot of food on my plate and he did too. So my cousin was helping him eat his food. And I'm like, are you serious? You're going to help him, but you're not going to help me. So my brother eventually finished his food. So they went back to the game and I'm just left there struggling to finish my food. <laughs> And then my aunt said, well, I guess you won't be playing that game. And I was like thinking to myself, that's what you think. I'm going to still play that game. So I finished most of my food. Then I went back upstairs and my cousin still let me play the game, even though I really didn't eat all my food. I was such a huge fan of the WWE that I would wrestle my brother. So after we would get home from school, we would have a snack, do our homework, and we would wrestle. I remember giving him the rock bottom, the F5, the attitude adjustment, which used to be known as the FU at the time, a body slam, a suplex, an angle slam. And I tried to give him a pedigree until my grandma messed that all up. So she had caught my, she had caught me giving him, about to give him the suplex. And she said, and then she saw my brother's head in between my legs. And she was like, girl, what the hell you doing? And I was like, I'm just, we just playing. And my grandma was like, you don't play with your brother like that. What's wrong with you? And I was like, I was about to get him the pedigree. And she was like, pedigree my ass. You don't play, you don't play with him like that. So I didn't do it. So he got saved that time. Then unfortunately wrestling with my brother came to an end when I gave him a clothesline and I accidentally knocked his tooth out the socket. And then he and then I had to pull the tooth out. It was no way of saving that tooth. And then he's he then he gonna say nice shot. And then when my dad came home and my brother was like, My tooth is gone. And my dad was like, How? Then that's when I said I accidentally knocked it out by giving him a clothesline. And he was like, Accident nothing. You all won't be watching wrestling for a while. And I'm taking y'all wrestling games away. When he said that, that was the worst day of my life. He took away WrestleMania 19, Day of Reckoning, and Day of Reckoning 2. And that was the game on GameCube, and that was the year 2005. And that happened after the Royal Rumble when Batista won. So I had to miss Raw and SmackDown. Then I had a church friend that had WWE Day of Reckoning. So I played it from the time I was there until it was time for me to leave. So it felt like I won the lottery that night and I felt so free too. And that was when I decided to sneak to watch Raw that night. So, so when I got home, I went in my room, closed the door and turned on USA. And that was when Batista was making a decision to stay on Raw to face Triple H for the title or to go to SmackDown to face JBL for his title. So Batista was holding two contracts and then he threw the one down for Raw and Triple H and Ric Flair were cheering him on because they thought he was going to go to SmackDown and face JBL for his title. So Batista had one thumb up and then he turned his thumb down. Then Triple H and Rick were shocked then. So then Triple H ran toward Batista and he clotheslined him and he took Ric Flair out and, bomb, and powerbombed Triple H 
on, on the table and he said, I'm staying right here on Raw. And he signed the contract and it was official and he, that he was going to face Triple H for the title. Everybody went crazy. Even I went a little bit crazy at the house. Then my aunt opened my door and said, what, what you doing? We need to take Jalen outside. And I got scared to turn the TV off. And I was like, okay. And I'm not doing nothing. And Jalen was my first dog, by the way, too. So thankfully, he gave me some time to watch the last of Raw because my aunt needed to find his leash and put it on. And thankfully, I didn't, I didn't get caught. And about one month later, me and my uh, brother got our wrestling games back just in time for WrestleMania 21. And the last wrestling move I gave my brother was a figure four leg lock. And after that, I retired for good because after I did that figure four leg lock, he was limping. I'm like, don't you be limping. Don't you be limping because we weren't supposed to be wrestling at this point. So thankfully, he was okay. So, so far, nearly 20 years, I have been a proud WWE fan. And I won't be surprised if I'm still a fan, God willing, another 20 years from now because I just, I just love it. I mean, I love the action. I love the wrestlers, just everything. In my opinion, Royal Rumble 2023 was good. I was very happy to see the return of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And I'm thrilled that he won the Royal Rumble. And I had a good feeling he was going to win because truth be told, he was the only one I was really rooting for to win the Royal Rumble because I knew he was out for some time due to injury, but put on a hell of a match at Hell in a Cell 2022. And then he did a phenomenal job at the Royal Rumble too by eliminating Gunther that came in at number one. And then I think they made history at Royal Rumble. I don't think they ever had a number one participate in a number 30 participate fight to go to WrestleMania. So both of those guys made history. But I'm just glad, glad Cody Rose uh, was victorious that night because he definitely deserved it. And um, I think he will, in my opinion, finally put an end to Roman Reigns' historic title reign because Cody is a fighter and he's never won the world title before. And um, he is the son of the American dream, Dusty Rose. So he definitely has championship material written all over him. And like I said, I, I just wish him all the best of luck. And then hopefully he does become champion late uh, this year at WrestleMania. I'm really pulling for him. I was very surprised to see Booker T in the Rumble. I wasn't expecting that at all, but it was to see him. It was good to see him wrestle again, and it was good to see a bookend and a spinner Rooney, even though it was only for five minutes. But at least I saw it, <laughs> and then that was an epic uh, double crossbody that Ricochet and Logan Paul endured. Definitely gonna be a memorable moment in Royal Rumble history. And the match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight was strange, but at least Bray Wyatt won the match. I was glad to see Bianca Belair retain her title because she is the EST and she deserves to keep her title for a very long time. It was good to see the return of Nia Jax, and I hope she gets a title shot soon against Bianca Belair because I feel like those two would really tear it down at WrestleMania. That would, and I feel like that would be one of the greatest matches of all time too. And um, and I had a feeling that Rhea Ripley was going to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, she is tough, and she did endure a lot, and then she did come in at number one to still win the Rumble. 
And uh, also, Shawn Michaels entered the Royal Rumble at number one in 1995 and still won. So it's definitely possible to win at number one. You just have to have a strategy uh, while you win that Rumble that early. And then um, the match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns was expected. I knew Roman was going to definitely retain his title, but I see that Sami Zayn had enough of being pushed around by him. And he decided to take matters in his own hand by hitting Roman in the back with a chair. But it backfired because the bloodline stepped in except Jay Uso. So it seems like Jay Uso developed a lot of respect for Sami for Sammy Zayn for always being there for the bloodline. So he decided to not join the attack but leave the ring instead. So we got to see what's going to happen next on SmackDown with that. And I had a feeling that Sammy's time was going to be up really soon with the bloodline because you could tell Roman was getting tired of him and he couldn't really trust him anymore so it was kind of about that time for him to part ways with the bloodline but now i'm curious to see uh what's going to happen as far as the aftermath of Sami Zayn being attacked and jay Uso walking away you know you do wonder is the bloodline going to still remain the same or are they going to start everybody going to part their ways it's like you really don't know and I'm also really wondering how Cody Rose is going to confront Roman this Friday on SmackDown about a title shot at Mania to spice things up to start a potential rivalry. You know, you just never know. You know, I really hope that The Rock makes a return pretty soon this year because I feel like that would be a great match between The Rock and Roman Reigns for the Universal title. And um, I feel like this match could be uh, better. It could be better than the match he had with John Cena some years ago at WrestleMania. Because, you know, eventually Roman is going to have to drop the title. Now, I did say that Cody Rhodes can possibly stop his reign. But if that doesn't happen, then I would love to see The Rock do it. Or what they can do it to make it interesting is to do a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the title. So they can have The Rock versus Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And it would be nice if they could do a no disqualification match. I think that would be intense. So they just will have to just come up with a storyline or a plot on how they're going to like get the storyline formed between Roman Reigns, The Rock, and if Cody Rhodes is going to join the storyline or not. Because I just think that would be a great match. And like I said, it'd be one of the greatest matches of all time as well. So I'm just hoping that they can work something out to where The Rock can make a comeback and challenge Roman for the title. Because I do know that Roman Reigns is on the uh, Jimmy Fallon show, I believe. And it seemed like he wants to do the match, but it's just like he's trying to wait to see what The Rock is going to do. And I know that, you know, he's busy, he's doing movies and stuff like that, because uh, during the post-conference, after the Royal Rumble, um, Triple H was asked a question by one of the um, producers backstage about the, um, the the situation with The Rock. Is he going to come back or not or, or what the deal is going to be? And then the Triple H just said he's incredibly busy, but it's like you never know. He might know something and he, and then he, and he probably might know when The Rock can make a comeback because even though The Rock is 50 years old, he looks good for his age and he can, I feel like he can get back in that ring and do what he do best because he is the people's champ too. So I just feel like 
you know, that should, that, 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 that might be in the works and I just want it to happen soon. And let's say if it don't happen at WrestleMania, I think that would be a great match for SummerSlam because SummerSlam hasn't really had a really great main event in years. And I just think that match would sell out and tear the house down. So I just hope that, you know, they could work something out so where that can happen. And that will boost up the ratings too, to see, you know, to see that match. So I'm just hoping that they work something out. I can't believe it's been 30 years since the first episode of Monday Night Raw air. And what's funny is I wasn't even born yet. I will be born seven months later in August of 93. But it was good to see Hulk Hogan, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, DX, Kurt Angle, Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk, JBL, Diamond Dallas Page, a.k.a. DDP, Ric Flair, Teddy Long, Jerry the King Lawler, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, The Godfather, and The Undertaker. I feel like if it wasn't for those Legends Hall of Famers, then we definitely wouldn't have the wrestlers that we have today. So shout outs to all of the Legends and Hall of Famers that showed up at Monday Night Raw. In my opinion, the show was good. I already see a long time rivalry between Bailey and Becky Lynch, but Becky gonna need some backup to help her with Dakota Kai and EO Sky, because that was a disappointment to, to, um, that that cage match didn't happen. Because I feel like it would have been epic, and I feel like Becky would have beaten Bailey. But then again, it would have been a lot of interference from Damage Control, so maybe uh, Bailey would have stolen one. But Becky and Bailey go way back to NXT. They were a part of the Four Horsewomen alongside with the Queen Charlotte Flair and the boss Sasha Banks. So they know each other very well. And I'm sure they will have a match at Mania. And I'm sure they're going to tear the house down because that's what they do. And they also have very similar accomplishments, too. So you have uh, Bailey. She is a Grand Slam champion. She's a multiple-time women's champion. She's the first women's tag team champion that she held with Sasha Banks. And she's the first woman to win Miss Money in the Bank and cash it in the same night to win the SmackDown Women's Champion. So that's a lot of accomplishments. And then you got Becky Lynch, on the other hand. She's a multiple-time women's champion. She's the first undisputed women's champion. She is the winner of the 2019 Royal Rumble. And she was not a hundred percent at that time. She, when she won the Rumble, she had a leg injury, but she didn't let the injury stop her. She still won the match. And um, she was one of the women, one of the first women to main event WrestleMania along with uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair for the undisputed women's championship. So she has a lot of accomplishments too. So I feel like it's going to be a very great storyline, a very great rivalry. And um, and I'm sure they could definitely tear, tear the house down at WrestleMania. But I do say Becky do need a squad to help back her up. So that way damage control is not interfering so much. So I'm definitely looking forward to that storyline and rivalry for WrestleMania. And that was a good match between the Usos and Judgment Day. Even though Jimmy Uso got hurt, at least Sami Zayn stepped in to help them retain the tag team titles. So, I mean, got to give them credit for something. 
And I do wonder what the undertaker told Bray Wyatt because it seemed like it was powerful and it seemed like he wasn't trying to break his character because during a post-conference at the Royal Rumble, he was asked, what did the undertaker uh, tell you? And then he said he won't, he won't mention it. So I'm sure it was something personal and powerful. So that's good that the undertaker has uh, Bray Wyatt's respect. And of course, I'm sure Bray Wyatt has a lot of respect for the undertaker. And it seems like, um, you know, Brock Lesnar and Lashley will fight at Mania, and in and, and which I, I hope it happens because, and I hope it happens in a no-holes-bar match. And, uh, and, of course, Lashley has a lot of anger from Brock, from Brock for screwing him over for the U.S. title because if it wasn't for Brock, I feel like Lashley would still be the champion. And, of course, Brock is still in his feelings about Lashley eliminating him at the Rumble. So I do see them tearing down the house at Mania. And, you know, and then and, and who knows? They might fight again at, at SummerSlam. You just never know how long that rivalry is going to last. So I'm just looking forward to everything. You know, I'm looking forward to see who will enter the Hall of Fame this year. So maybe I would do an episode in the future about my my hall of fame predictions and then we just go from there well that's gonna do it for episode one of wrestling discussions i hope everyone enjoyed themselves and understood how i got into the wwe and my thoughts about this year's royal rumble bonus material about The Rock possibly making a comeback in 30 years of Raw. And episode two of inspiring, excuse me, of wrestling discussions will be coming very soon. I'm definitely going to have some more topics to discuss since it's close to WrestleMania. And also, if anyone is interested, I have some merchandise on my website. Please feel free to browse around and see what you all may like. And I believe the link, the link in the description box. Also, check out my other podcast, Inspiring Discussions, where I discuss inspiring topics. And you all can follow me on Instagram at BlueShades1993. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in to Wrestling Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae. Stay safe and God bless you all.